The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Touchdown or turnover back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union. The place where you belong, better rates, and better service. ATFCU.com is their website. We are live here at Bay Chevrolet. It goes together like peanut butter and jelly. Go to Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union. Get the best rate around. Come on out here and pick yourself up a ride. Save thousands of dollars. Get a great rate. Take advantage of Bay Chevrolet's awesome customer service. Lifetime warranty on most of their new and pre-owned vehicles. You never get, you never pay uh, over MSRP on their new vehicles. They will trade for anything, so you're going to get the best deal. You're going to get taken care of like family. That is BettyChevrolet.com. It is time for touchdown turnover, and the hot topic right now for Tennessee is, man, what bowl game are we going to? Where are we going? Is it going to be nice and sunny? Is it going to be, is it going to be a, you know, maybe a colder type of game, but maybe a better a better opponent, better matchup. This is going to be like an either-or for today's touchdown turnover, Ben. It's going to be an either-or. Which one are you taking, man? You're taking the, the weather versus a crappy opponent, or are you taking Nashville-Charlotte versus a, a brand? versus a blue blood, maybe like a Penn State, maybe like a you know a brand like a Clemson. What, what scenario would you prefer, Florida versus a terrible opponent or colder weather, Nashville, Charlotte, somewhere like there, somewhere like, you know, those places, but versus a, a brand name school? Give me the eighth win. I don't, I don't care who it's against. Give me the eighth win because this offseason – when Hypel is selling eight wins leading up to the February signing date and selling it to transfers in the transfer portal, they're not going to care who that eighth win was against. In two to three years, over the next couple of years, when, when Hypel is recruiting and this coaching staff is recruiting, all recruits are going to hear are eight wins. Not that they came against South Carolina and Missouri, the cupcake teams, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, crappy bowl opponent. They're not going to care. All they're going to care about is is eight wins. That That's all I care about. Uh, the Beating a brand name would be really, really nice. That that would be, be really, really sweet. But just give me the eight wins because here in a couple of years, we won't even really reference who they beat in the bowl game. We'll simply reference the fact that they won eight games. I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. You know, if I could, if I can have the best of both worlds, and this is really contingent on how we play, because you just never know. Sometimes in bowl games, you got some teams that play. A lot of their players are thinking forward to the NFL, and they're not focused. You got some teams that they treat a bowl game like it's a national championship game, and we 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 saw 2014 that our team took it like it was a national championship game because we knew what that win would do 
for momentum in recruiting. And we did a good job with that. So you just you just never know, man, what you what what can happen in the bowl game. Matchups are sometimes just not in your favor. And you've never played a team before. Yes, I know you get a couple weeks to prepare, but still, you never play this team before. So it's hard to sit here and go, man, I want the I want I want the best of both worlds. I want the perfect storm. I want to be in Florida because I personally want to go. And I want my team to beat a Penn State. Okay. That is the best scenario for us as fans and the players. Because it's two different sides you got to think about it from. The players, they may want to go to a certain destination. They won't make, you know, Kay Mays want to go to Nashville. <laughs> he, he's, ready, he's ready to hit Nashville. Um, other guys may want to go to different you know, parts of the country. As fans who are not going to the game, you might not even care. You may not even care where the game is played because you ain't going anyways. You're going to be at the house anyways. But if you are a fan that is making plans to go to the game, I'm pretty sure you would rather go to Florida than to go to a cold city or a city that will be cold during that time. But I'm with you, Ben. I don't care if I'm going to the game or not. I want the win. I don't care if it's against Sisters of the Poor. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if we beat and play a team that's that barely was bowl eligible. I don't care. I don't care. I do not care. Give me the eight wins. Give me the momentum going into recruiting. That's what I care about the most. I don't need to be like, oh, man, dude, we, hey, we beat Penn State. Man, we be we beat this big brand name, this big logo. Dude, I don't care. Give me the eight win. That's all I care about. That's where I am, Ben. I'm with you. Give hey, me eight wins. That's it. That's it, man. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. But these these players, man, they deserve it. They deserve to have the best possible bold destination that they can get. And give me Florida in that regard. I mean, it, it's not even a conversation. Yeah, I mean, for the <laughs> – with, with Just bold destination. Yeah, for right? the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, for me. For, you, for, oh. for me as well. Like, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. if they're up to me, like, I'd, I'd rather travel to Florida and, and go to Florida for a uh, couple of days during the bowl season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and like, I, I've been to Nashville a million times. I, lo- I love going to Nashville. Music City Bowl is, is a nice bowl. I, I enjoy being – in the Titan Stadium, like like that's all fun, but like we've done that. We we did it for Bowling Green to start the season in 2015. We we did it for Nebraska when Derek Barnett set the career school record for sacks. Mm-hmm. Like like we've done it. Let, let's let's shake it up. Like I, I I could care less about going to Charlotte. I I, I wasn't all that impressed with where the, where the Panthers play. So. And I, I don't I don't really want to make th- that drive's not fun. So I, I, I could do without going. Although that would be a nice bowl game for, for Tennessee to go to, but it sure would be nice to go to Florida for a couple of days. Yeah, I mean playing an NFL stadium is, is, is always cool for, you know, um 
I think any college athlete I got a chance to play in um, the, the Buck Stadium. I got a chance to practice in the Cowboy Stadium, and that was freaking cool as all get out in 2004. And we ultimately played in the uh, Cotton Bowl, where we practiced inside um, there in 04. And I think that was a big reason why Kevin Burnett was drafted, you know, second round by the Cowboys, because they got a chance to see KB up close and personal when we was down there. But I think that's a cool experience for the players to be able to say, yeah, we practice in the NFL stadium. But um, these players, I'm sure they want to walk around, uh, you know, in some, in, some, in some shorts and, you know, hit the beach. I think, I think that's probably what they want to do. And, you know, I want them to have the best possible experience. I want them to get the most money, the most bowl gifts. I want them to have the best, the best setup because they deserve it, man. They really, really, really do. They work their tail off. A lot of these guys that could have left um, but stayed, and a lot of the guys that went other places, man, I wonder if they thinking about, you know, maybe, maybe they trying to – maybe they second-guessing their decision. Maybe well, they Selena, think, huh? I'll be honest with you. Huh? Huh? I'll huh? be honest with you. I, I'm, I don't care if this means I'm a bad person, but when, when I heard the Lincoln Riley news yesterday, I, I chuckled solely because of Wanya Morris, Key Lawrence, and Eric Ray. And look – those those kids are good kids. Like take football out of it, they are they are really really good kids. Especially Wanye and Air Gray. Those those two spoke to the media all the time. I, I don't know that Key Lawrence did a single time, but Air Gray and Wanye Moore spoke to the media often. Like they are really good kids. So, but when it comes to football, I, I was I, I'd be lying if I I said I didn't find some joy in. Lincoln Riley leaving them after they left Tennessee. Yeah, and losing. <laughs> I mean, yes, and, and and losing, and and um, I know those guys still have relationship with players on our on our football team, and I wonder if if some of those players um, now that Lincoln Riley is gone, do they enter the transfer portal, and is Tennessee a place where they may want to come back to? I don't know. I think for some guys. The way you handle your business, the way you leave, you close the door on a possible return. Uh, but for some others, I mean, you, you you did it the right way. And, um, you know, it's a different staff here. It's a different coaching staff. So we treat you just like you are a player from just a normal, another school. Not that you was here already, but we, we should treat you like you were just a regular person from another school. That's how I would treat it um, if I'm Josh Heupel. So um, speaking of that, speaking speaking of that, We'll get to the question earlier on the text box. And that question came from Andy Mizuno, or his comment, about Ja Gibbs. Ja Gibbs. Man, what you know about that dude, man? What you know about him? That he plays at Georgia Tech. He's a pretty good player, ain't he? Has he officially entered the transfer portal? I know there's a lot of rumors and speculation. Has he officially entered the transfer portal? I mean, hey, I haven't seen it officially, but I think I think there's some, some folks that are expecting him to enter the transfer portal. Are you one of those folks? Since you want to sit over there and he and him hauling over there. Him and then Han. Yes, I am expecting him to enter the 
transfer portal. I know he's from Dalton, Georgia, and that he was very good as a true freshman last year. Did you know he wanted to come to Tennessee? I did not. <laughs> Man, this dude wanted to come to Tennessee. And Jeremy Pruitt said no. <laughs> you know, I was watching, not speaking of Oklahoma. Not, yeah. Not Let me guess, as a, D, as a DB. <laughs> I, that, I, I got mad at that. A little side note real quick. I got mad on Saturday night when I was leaving the Neyland Stadium press box and on the TV that I walked by, it had on Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and Woody Washington, a Tennessean, <laughs> has a pick six, and there's another DB that Pruitt didn't think was good enough to play at Tennessee. Yeah, but Woody, Woody Washington was balling, man. Didn't Picking think Woody Washington passes. was fast enough. It looked pretty fast to me. I mean, he looked he looked he looked faster than uh, Warren Burrell. I'm mean, just saying, they, they look they, he looked faster than Warren Burrell. Warren Burrell's starting corner for him. So I ain't talking about like the the skill set part. I'm just talking about just pure speed. Warren Burrell was was fast enough for Pruitt, but Woody Washington wasn't. I mean, I don't make any sense because I'm I'm watching the game. I'm watching Bedlam too, and Woody Washington looks just as fast, if not faster, than Juan Burrell. So, but anyways, Jamar Gibbs, freshman, five eleven, two hundred, and yeah, proved one of them as DB. But the dude, seven hundred and forty six yards. Ooh, at Georgia Tech. Ooh, man. He would be perfect in this system. And listen, he may not come, or he may not enter the transfer portal. But I'm, I, like, and I just may be wrong. He may change his mind. I don't know, or he may, you know, just, just, just stay. I don't, I don't know. But I'm telling you, I'm answering your question of, you know, do I expect him to enter the portal? And based on what I was told, I'm going to say yes. I expect him to enter the portal. I do. I expect him to enter the portal. And I do know that he wanted to come to Tennessee, and Pruitt messed it up. Just like Pruitt told J.C. Horn he wasn't fast enough. You know J.C. Horn, the first corner that was selected in last year's NFL draft? <laughs> I got to just – all you can do really right at this point is just laugh about it. But, yes, yes, the transfer portal is going to be – it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be fun. And if I'm hypo – Man, this is perfect. This is perfect. You sitting back waiting on those Oklahoma players to enter that portal because now you can identify with them. You can talk to them. Hey, man. Except Spencer Rattler. Nah, you don't need to, you don't need to talk to him. But, uh, hey, 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 man. Hey, Caleb. Hey, I know what it's like to be an Oklahoma player. Let me, let me break that ice. Let's talk about being an Oklahoma player. Let's break that ice. Let's cack it up for about five, ten minutes. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, man, that building right there. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, that place over there, man. We, we, we used to eat there too, man. It's still there. Oh man, it's awesome, man. All right, hey, you you ready to be a ball? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, man, you ready to move to Knoxville? What's what's up? I got I got I got Ben and Swain ready to move you in. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I, I will gladly. <laughs> Go help move him or whoever. 
Swain said she he ain't booked. Off. Swain said he ain't booked this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is saying something. <laughs> which is saying which something. Which means he really wants you. <laughs> it's like dan- it's like a, a Nick Saban dancing in your living room. <laughs> hey man, hey, I'm sitting back. I, I'm sitting back enjoying myself. If Caleb Williams were to enter the transfer portal, man, Hendon might be Hendon might be coming back. What are you talking about? Uh, Caleb can can sit behind and learn from Hendo Cinco for a year. Mm-hmm. You think you think he type of player that want to go anywhere and sit? He might no. go, he might go to USC. Nah, he might go to USC. This yo, this is this is gonna be fun. As the other McKee says on the text box, Oklahoma sure has signed a lot of five star receivers over the last couple of years. You sure right? Jaden Hazelwood is one from the state of Georgia. But He'll be at Georgia next year. Yeah, probably. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I remember that recruitment. It was – unless I remember Kay Mays' recruitment too and where did he end up, right? <laughs> there, was a lot right. Of, there was a lot of bad blood between fans and, 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 and Kay Mays and how that went down. But then, you know, ultimately, you know, ended up home. Maybe that happens with Jaden Hazelwood. But Jaden Hazelwood, number 11 for Oklahoma, is a good player. I uh, was working in the slot. Ran a lot of underneath routes. He really didn't go, you know, deep a lot. But anyways, um, if I'm hypo, I'm I'm watching that portal for Oklahoma wide receivers. Because you pair those dudes up with with Cedric Tillman, <laughs> and and you go out and get some some more speed um, from a you know a guy like a a Jaw Gibbs at Georgia Tech. I'm not saying him per se, but someone like him. Shifty and fast, and you know that that's gonna handle business off the field too, and on the field. People can stop crying about what happened with 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 Tyron Evans, because Tennessee ain't worried about Tyron Evans. They're gonna go out there and get somebody that's gonna be just as good for no, Tennessee, just, if not just, better. Just like Barryon Brown, Paul <laughs> yeah. Mississippi asks about Barryon Brown and. Uh, says, how did we miss out on him to Kentucky? Tennessee is not losing any sleep over Barryon Brown going to Kentucky, as are a lot of schools. A lot of schools decline to continue to pursue that situation. Speaking of uh, pursuing the situation, Dylan Gabriel. Ben. Ben. What, what? Man, we have come full circle today. It wasn't too long ago was Dylan Gabriel was throwing so much shade at Josh Heupel. I, and I know he was hurt. He was hurt. He was hurt, man. It's one of those relationships where, like, you you, you, you love this person so much and they leave you, you talk bad about them. Oh, but he was heartbroken. But, but you don't mean it. You're just heartbroken, right? You're just heartbroken. Mm-hmm. You don't really mean it. Deep down, you love this person. you just hurt. You say things you don't mean. I think Dylan Gabriel was really, really, really hurt. He was hurt, oh, he man. Was. He had to be hurt because he actually thought that Gus Malzahn was going to develop him. <laughs> he, he thought that Gus Malzahn was going to be a better quarterback developer than Josh Heupel. He really thought that. Yeah, it's better around here anyways. It's better. You just hurt, Dylan. It's just emotions talking. It's just emotions talking, man. And voila, he's in the transfer portal. He is in the transfer portal. He can stay in the transfer portal for all I care. 
Ben, why are you taking this stance? Because because he is a bum. He wants to talk trash about Josh Heifel. He is not a bum. He can get on somewhere. He, he can go. He, he going to not get. Listen, he was emotional. He was emotional. And I don't know the relationship between him and him and Josh Heupel. Maybe it's super, super close, super tight. And Josh Heupel understood that he was just a hurt young man. And he don't take it. You know, he, does, he doesn't hold it against him. Maybe you know, they don't like each other. I don't know. But if Hendo decides to uh, – you know, bounce, then, hey, man, you you got to get into the portal whether Hendon stays or leaves anyways, to be honest. Well, good. Then we can go get Caleb Williams from Oklahoma. He ain't trying to be a backup. I'm saying if Hendon leaves and Tennessee has to go to the portal, go get Caleb Williams. And I like Caleb <laughs> I'm, I'm, Yes, yeah, absolutely. I do and like him. But let's, who, who even he, knows he, if, if he goes into – yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Who yeah. even knows if he goes into the portal. But if, if Hendon were to leave, which I would be surprised if he did at this point, then okay, cool. Yeah. But I, don't, I, I, I think Hendon's going to be the quarterback next year. I do too. I, I, I do too. And if he's not, like – and maybe it's just me, y'all – Y'all gonna be like, damn, Swain, you just chill. You don't care about nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm confident Hypo will go out if Hendon leaves and go get a, a ball player quarterback, too. Now, well, it won't be to the same effect that what Hendon, you know, you certainly don't want to roll that dice when you have someone right there that's balling out for you, is doing a great job. I, I'm not taking the same approach as I, as I am with this whole Hypo Oklahoma stuff, but. I do have confidence in Heupel that he will get good quarterback um, play from the portal because he already did it. <laughs> so uh, I certainly don't want him to leave. I want him to stay. I said this on Big Orange Countdown on Saturday before the show that Will Overstreet has one leg and I have the other one, trying to hold him to st- get him to stay. <laughs> <laughs> and and Vol Nation has all the other limbs hanging <laughs> yeah, on to him. That's right. That's right. I want him to stay. Uh, now, I look to to your comment about trusting Heupel to go out and <clears throat> get somebody. I do as well, but I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have an eyebrow slightly raised because he did go out last off season and and get a quarterback to come in and be the solution, and he was not the solution. What they got to do anything? When, hey, when he when he stunk up, he, stru- he went to the bench. Yes, but that that's different than that that's that's a, a different assignment responsibility for Heupel than going out and identifying somebody and bringing them in. Hey man, Milton was was at the time the best option available. I look, I I I agree. I'm just saying that if we're being honest, like he struck out with Milton. Okay, but and he, and he that's the, the only thing we got the best thing available. We got the best thing available at that time. So like. Yeah, I mean, Milton, Milton w- w- wasn't what we thought he would be, wasn't what Hypo thought he could be. But, you know, considering when Hypo got the job, how behind he was, he still was able to go out there and get a former starter. I Look, I get all that. I'm, I'm saying that I, I would be hesitant and going all in on the quarterback that were brought in because I, I fell for that last year and I was burned. I'm just saying I'd be a little bit hesitant. Well, I, I have confidence in Heupel that the quarterback position will be okay. Whether or not Milton, you know, you felt burned by Milton or whatever, like at the end of the day, 
I I'm not worried about the quarterback situation as long as Josh Heupel is the head coach. Like that's like I'm I'm not worried. And Dylan Gabriel is so interesting because this dude knows the offense like the back of his hand. Mm-hmm. Knows the offense like the back of his hand, and he don't need to be a guy that runs around and breaks tackle like Hendon. Even though you know Dylan can run a little bit, but he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. So uh, I just listen. I'm 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 okay with whatever happens. I want Hendon to come back, but I'm not gonna sit here and be crying and distraught and you know in tears if he leaves because I just have trust in in Heupel's ability to get good, good quarterback play. Period. Um, let's see. Ref says it's obvious Ben don't have kids. You forgive them for an emotional lash out. You give them a hug and you forgive Ben Gabriel's <laughs> on uh, bring Gabriel down to Knoxville. I right got now you. they don't need him. I mean they might not. Yeah, they might. They might not. But hey, man, it's okay, Dylan. Man, you, you emotional. Listen, dude, we forgave Cade. <laughs> like Cade said what he said in the video, but then when he wanted to come to Tennessee, we was like, Psh, don't worry about that, K. We've all said that before. <laughs> At least four or five times a game. <laughs> it's okay, K. We've been there before. We say it all the time. We don't blame you for saying what you said. <laughs> so, you forgive me, you forget. Riley Vall says, what? what? When is Mr. Harrison committing today? We will get to that. We come back from break. Uh, Mr. Recruiting himself, Ben McKee, for VolQuest.com. We will talk about Mr. Harrison, who will be committing today. Where does Tennessee fall there? What's Tennessee's chances? We'll talk about that when we come back. Swain Event, fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, live here at Baby Chevrolet, Parkside Drive. While the other guys are taking guesses, the Swain event is taking you behind the scenes and in the huddle every morning from 7 to 10, right here. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com.
Voted best barbecue in City View Magazine and a top 100 barbecue restaurant in the country, Dead End is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering and local delivery with valet gourmet. That's right, you can have Dead End brought to you. Can't think of the spread for your next event? Get Dead End to cater it. Check them out online, deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Yo. It's Red Plastic Cop with some big news for you movie-making, content-creating video superstars. Show your mad skills. And create a video of why it's so important to keep Tennessee litter-free. It's the TSSAA No Trash November Student Video Contest. Sponsored by Nobody Trashes Tennessee. Go to nobodytrashestennessee.com slash TSSAA for details. High school and middle school students can submit their video and receive scholarships and prizes provided by TSSAA. Word, peace out. Is that still a thing? Am I being too cool for the school kids? Just ask that. You don't have to take an L just because you can't listen to the Swain event live. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Swain event, swainevent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, live here at Bay Chevrolet, where there are over 150 vehicles in stock for you to choose from, used and brand new. Never pay MSRP for new vehicles right here at BayChevrolet.com, home of the warranty for life. We'll trade for anything and we'll buy your vehicle. That is Bay Chevrolet, Parkside Drive, Ben McKee, Jason Swain, um, Tennessee. is all gas, no brakes when it comes to recruiting right now. And uh, they were conducting an in-home visit last night. And today, there is a uh, target that will be making an announcement. Ben, give us some information on this, this, uh, this, this particular target. Do you like Rodney Harrison? He's my favorite NFL player ever. <laughs> I, I was about to, to fight you if you were going to say uh, favorite safety ever. No, I'm going even further. 
He's my favorite player in NFL <laughs> history. Do you have a, a favorite safety ever in, in NFL history? There's been several great ones, especially when – It ain't Troy uh, Palomalos. Don't even try it. No, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I obviously – I see you trying to – I mean, I, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't hoping that you would say Troy Palomalu, but but there's so many great ones to, to choose from. Troy, uh, Ed Reed, John, John Lynch, uh, Bob Sanders, I mean – We've seen so many great ones. Every. At least I've seen a, a a ton of great ones in in my lifetime. And you were somewhat growing up at the same time as, as I was. One A Rodney Harrison, one B Ed Reed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Troy Polamalu is my favorite Steeler uh, of all time. So I I may be biased there. It, it was fun to watch he and Ed Reed go back and forth twice a, a year, um, but. Christian Harrison is the son of Rodney Harrison, and that is who is making his decision at noon today and, and why Rodney Harrison was just brought up. He is a, a DB from Atlanta, Georgia, plays at Woodward Academy, and he announced his top three a week, week and a half ago uh, between Florida, Tennessee, and Nebraska. I uh, was kind of surprised that Nebraska was in there because that was kind of out of nowhere, but I, I think that he just threw in a, a third school just to throw in a third school. It's, it's really been a, a Tennessee-Florida battle down the stretch, and uh, Christian Harrison has said that Florida was his dream school growing up, but I think the, the coaching change at Florida is is really working against Florida in this case. I, I, I think Tennessee is in – as great a spot as they can be. Uh, he's been here several times, was here for the South Carolina game, was here this past weekend for the Vanderbilt game. And, again, I think Tennessee's in a, a really good spot. He uh, is a former Liberty commitment, was committed to Liberty for the duration of the summer and decommitted on October 18th uh, and – when he was up here for that South Carolina game. Uh, he had not yet had an offer from Tennessee, but uh, did pick up an offer shortly after. I, I think within that very next week, he, he picked up an offer just a couple of days after coming to Tennessee and, and Tennessee being able to, to see him in person. So uh, he, he's a defensive back and not one that's going to necessarily please the, the stargazers, but – uh, a, a nice pickup for Tennessee, I think. Yeah. If, 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 if they are to land him at noon. Yeah, he was. Um, I mean, he was. He was. He was here this weekend on a visit, and uh, he's six foot. Uh, so he's not. He's not one of those itty bitty uh, DBs. Part of the itty bitty DB committee. He is a <laughs> a, a DB that has grown up just different exposed to the game in a different way and I mean I love I love players like this it's like having a coach's son so to speak but in this case I mean he grew up uh, you know raised by freaking the Super Bowl champion and quite frankly my favorite safety of all time so uh, this who is was decked out in Tennessee gear this weekend my man Rodney VFL I mean he is he is my favorite a uh, member of the football time in America, the the pregame show to Sunday Night Football, 
every single week that that is legitimately one of my favorite shows out there recaps the the day of nfl football i watch it every single week before sunday night football and rodney harrison's my favorite person on there i mean just better than drew Brees. it's not even close i mean i, I mean he's better than mike Tarico. you know how great you have to be to be better than mike Tarico. he's from he's from the same um he's from the same uh, area right there outside of chicago is, is my uncle's I remember my uncles was talking about Rodney Harrison because you know my uncles from Chicago and and um, actually just had I just had one uncle pass away from up there a couple of weeks ago and and my other two uncles are from Chicago and you know you get them in a the room talking about talking about sports and and you know players from their community Rodney Harrison is one of the first dudes they bring up Rodney Harrison man he right here from Markham he right here from Markham Markham right here man we we put him out. So Rodney Harrison from the Chicago area, and uh, he went to Western Illinois. So we know Chris ain't trying to go to Western Illinois, so we ain't got to worry about that. And um, nah. Rodney can go ahead and put on this. What about this, Northwestern? Boy, please. Rodney can go ahead and put on this uh, Tennessee orange, represent Tennessee. He could be an honorary VFL. Yes. Honorary there, VFL. There, there, there are some there, – there's not many faults to, to Willie Martinez – or many things you can criticize about Willie Martinez. Maybe you can trust, or uh, I'm sorry, maybe you can criticize that he's too loyal at times to to older guys in terms of who's who's out there playing. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But 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 that's really the the only thing that I can think of, Swain, because his his track record says that he he recruits DBs that can play. Yeah, he develops he develops those guys too. Yep. Wait, did you? What was Christian Harrison's top three? Uh, Florida, Nebraska, Tennessee. So, if Christian Harrison picks Tennessee, that would mean that Tennessee beat out Florida in a recruiting battle. Yep, one on one. And that's and that's what it's that's what's going to take, man. That's what's going to take. I I don't think we're going to be beating Alabama and Georgia out for many battles right now, but it's a it's it's about targeting the Auburns and the and the Floridas and the LSU's and winning those battles mm-hmm. and then when you win enough of those battles and you win some more and then you're able to take on Alabama and Georgia I'm not saying that you don't recruit a kid if he's being recruited by Alabama and Georgia but I just for me I'm not expecting to win those battles right now <clears throat> right now um you know in a in a way that <clears throat> we can go from seven and five to freaking you know ten and two or something like that yep. It's, it's levels. So, yep. uh, and we've talked about it a million times. We we talked about it under Pruitt. We talked about it this past offseason with with Heupel. Tennessee is not in a position to where it can just go out and recruit a top five, top ten type of class littered with five stars and high level four stars. Tennessee just it's it's unreasonable to expect that from Josh Heupel right now. In a couple of years, yes, it, it is reasonable to to expect that type of recruiting class. But right now, given everything that that has happened at Tennessee over the last decade and and as Danny White has has said since he took over the job, he wanted to to repolish that that power T because that that orange in the power T has become a little dull to folks outside of of Knoxville. So Heupel's going to have to – Heupel and this coaching staff is going to have to take guys like Christian Harrison, 
and and turn them into what Grant Williams and, and those type of guys be- became. And I, I know Grant's ex- the extreme. I mean, he was a two-time SEC Player of the Year and may even have his jersey retired one day here at Tennessee. But even to not go that far, but the Jordan Bones and the Lamonte Turners and, and Jordan Bowden and Admiral Schofields and Kyle Alexanders and John Fulgersons, like those guys who, who had some nice offers coming out of high school but weren't the elite prospects coming out of high school but the but were then developed when they got here and became superstars. That's what this football staff is going to have to do this this first I'd say two to three seasons, Swain, is they're really going to have to to work their butt off in in terms of developing players, turning them into stars, quite frankly, and then taking advantage of of that success and then going out and getting the the Kennedy Chandlers and and so on and so forth. Yep. I'm I'm with you, man. Guys, we're just joking around about the Rodney Harrison being the best safety, and we just brought off some safeties. We, I know Rodney Lott, Rodney Lott is one of the best safeties of all time. We know that because we also missed out on Rod Woodson, who a Pittsburgh Steeler that that was freaking phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you think about you know Sean Taylor, his short his short career, but we know what type of player he was going to be. Brian Dawkins there with the Eagles, what type of player that he was. The Broncos, Steve Atwater, like come on, like we're just joking around. Don't for, don't forget Ronnie Lott clowns. Stop. Don't get too serious on me. Block old Vol fan on the text box. Relax. Relax. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. Oh, Bernie says, do you guys think USC is a, is really a better job than Oklahoma? No, that's not the point. That's not the point of which job is better. The point is, which job Spencer Riley, uh, Spencer Riley, but Lincoln Riley wants to wants to play, wants to coach at. He doesn't want to be bothered with SEC stuff. Yeah, and I, I completely agreed with your thoughts off the top of the show, Swain, um, when when you were unable to hear me, when the good people were unable to to hear me, which I'm sure some people enjoyed. But uh, I I completely agreed with your thoughts. I I, I realize that it's social media and folks got to get their jokes off and, and whatnot. But Lincoln Riley's out here playing chess, not checkers. Exactly. And like why why come join the SEC and go through what you have to go through in order to win a championship? When you can go to USC, and I mean you have be the easiest. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna be Dabo. That, that's exactly that's the perfect example. He he can be Dabo. Now I don't I don't think a one loss USC team gets into the playoffs. That is the the one thing I I would disagree. Timeout because Oregon was about, Oregon was about to be that team. They lost twice and they lost to Utah. Remember? Well, let, I guess let me rephrase it. I I think you need you need a lot of help. Um, if if you are a one-loss Pac-12 team. A one-loss Pac-12 team is much different than a one-loss SEC team. Uh, you, you, need, you need help from others to get in as a one-loss Pac-12 team, whereas I don't think you need help from others if you're a, a one-loss SEC team. I mean, dude, or, Oregon scheduled one out-of-conference game. That one game so happened to be Ohio State, beat them, and they didn't need any help. They controlled their own destiny. But do you think a one-loss Oregon team gets in over – 
undefeated Cincinnati? Yeah. I see. I don't think that they do. Yeah, Whereas I do think Alabama would. Cincinnati's in their place because Oregon was bounced out because they got beat down by Utah. Cincinnati was on the outside looking in. But do you think it would have ended up that way yeah. if if since he were to go on and beat down SMU the way that it did and yeah. and and beat a, a solid Houston team and yeah. in the AAC championship game? See, I, I because, guess that's where because, I, I disagree. Because Utah, because Utah was ranked, and and if they would have beat Utah that time, they would have played Utah again in the Pac-12 championship. Now they got they got to play them again, mm-hmm. and they would have beat them twice, and that would have that would have been stronger than Cincinnati's resume. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. but the the. The overall point is that, like, Lincoln Riley has an easy path to the playoffs at at USC. I mean, and USC still somewhat recruits itself. There's still a ton of talent in the state of California. You you can go win a national championship much easier there at one of the best jobs in, in college football than come and kill yourself in the SEC and probably get fired in three to four years. Yeah, we're, we're about to see how good this OU job really is. <laughs> doing, doing this. Co- what do you think of it? Search. Huh? What do you think of it? The job? Yes, th- at Oklahoma. Um, I, 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 I think it's a great job. I, I think it lost a little bit of its luster now that, it, you know, uh, Lincoln Riley is left and they're going to the SEC. Um, you know, I, I think still a, a great job, though. Great resources, um, fantastic fan base. I think it's a good job, but – I understand exactly what Lincoln Riley was thinking, and I would have done the exact same thing, the exact same thing. Um, since you're asking me questions, let me ask you a question. Do you see Angela's message on the text box? I did. I'm sorry, man. Fans are not supposed to go through what you went through yesterday. That that yesterday was the first time I turned off a Steelers game early in like I, I maybe ever like I, I don't remember the last time I turned off a a Steelers game at halftime it, it was it Sorry. was utter garbage and, and you know you know how I am Swain I don't turn games off early no, you don't. I, I I watch every single minute of every single game of all of my teams I I have sat in the pouring down rain at Neyland Stadium to, to watch LSU beat the brakes off of Tennessee in 2017 with an interim football coach. Like, I, I don't cut things off early when, when my team is playing. But that was just utter garbage. That I have never seen Big Ben play as bad as he has played yesterday. I mean, he was, he was completely awful. I mean, just got awful. I mean, I, he was brutal. I, I'm – I'd rather walk on glass than watch that performance again. And then you pair that with with the, the Steelers' secondary being depleted and the Bengals' great passing attack going up against guys that I've never heard of. And one corner was like five for six against with over 100 yards and two touchdowns and, and had a 156 passer rating when thrown at. I mean, it, it was just not, not, a, not a great combination. The – the Big Ben getting COVID the week of the Lions game and then all the injuries in the Chargers game, that two-game stretch of bad luck completely derailed the season. They they, they have a chance to, to fight back in it with the extra playoff team this year, but it, it really feels like the, the Lions game with Big Ben getting COVID and then all the injuries in the Chargers game just completely de- derailed the season. Jared in Texas says, anyone saying that OU is a better job than USC had never been in Oklahoma. Yeah, I've been to Oklahoma twice. Um, 
probably eight, seven, eight, nine years ago, something like that. When um, you almost died? Yeah, yeah. That was that was the last time I was there when when uh, Hotel Oklahoma tried to kill kill your boy. But I've been there twice, and the indoor is trash compared to Tennessee's. Um, now I do like the flat campus. I do like the flat land. I do like that a lot. You know, their their Heisman Trophy statues is beautiful, real nice. Um, you know, it's right. It's about 35, 45 minutes away from Oklahoma City. People care more about their football there than people care about football at USC. But in this case, it just doesn't matter which job is best. It don't matter which one is better because one coach left for the other. Like it just don't matter. And we're gonna find out how good this OU job is. Like who wants? And to I think both are top ten jobs. So yeah, who cares? Yeah. I, I, we're going we gonna to find out what people really think about this job because now they're looking for for head coach. Um, East Tennessee RN says Addison Nichols asked if Addison Nichols is on the board. Yeah, he's on the Tennessee committed list. Uh, he's on that board. Yeah, he'll be he'll be signing here in in a couple of weeks. Yeah, he's on that board. Rev says uh, we're going to the portal for an O-lineman because mm, we need help. Well, Tennessee got some some good news, you know, before yesterday, but the public got a chance to hear the news. And um, let's let's play this. If you have it, Ben, if you have it teed up, we can. If not, we can wait till hour number three and tee it up. We're about to hit the top of the the, the hour. We'll play it when we come back. Um, So on Locker Room last night, I asked Jerome Carvin about his plans, and uh, he shared those plans uh, with us on the Locker Room. So we'll take a quick timeout. And then we'll come back. We'll play the Jerome Carvin audio. It's about five minutes or so. Then we'll get back to the text box. We'll take your phone calls. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Live here at Baby Chevrolet, Parkside Drive. Stay with us.